Good morning, good morning, and good morning. Welcome to another episode of Popping Off with Phil, the podcast. It is Tuesday, May 29th, the day after Memorial Day. And bitch, was it hard to get up this morning? I tell you, like the weekend goes by so quickly, but like I woke up early yesterday morning because that's what I'm accustomed to doing. And I was so upset because I was like, I really wanted to sleep in today. Um, but I got a chance to catch up on a, a television show that I really like, the originals on CW. It's a vampire thing, so if you're not really into it, don't don't watch it. But it's really good. Um, and I, I kind of just relax. But I, you know, you get sad midday. So around lunchtime, I was like, I cannot believe that the day has drifted by me in such a way. But you know, such is life. Um, today's goal is not to allow my microphone to rub against my clothes um, because it's a small sound but it does bother me and so I imagine that some of my co-hosts are like <laughs> I wish this nigga would figure this out um, so I think I have um, it takes a little effort but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get it together um, so a little update from last week well first of all I'm a scatterbrain this morning so let me just say May has been lit as fuck in terms of all of the activities that I've done, all of the concerts that I've been to from Todrick Hall all the way into Hamilton on Sunday evening. Shout out to one of my co-hosts who had an extra ticket. So grateful. Um, I was a little apprehensive, not because I didn't want to see Hamilton, because I was concerned about the time. It's literally like two hours and 55 minutes. But I was totally engaged. It was one of the first times that I had been to a, a lengthy production and was actually awake the entire time um the the lafayette character was amazing god i wish i would have looked up his name before i started to podcast but he plays on the shy and he plays um he plays the cousin of the main character of one of the main characters um, with the locks. God, I wish I could remember his name. Oh my goodness. Anyway, look, look up the shy <laughs> and there's a, a, a guy with, with locks and he plays the cousin and he's kind of, even though he's like into drugs or whatever the case is and he's high, he's like very Zen. Like he does yoga in the whole nine yards. He was phenomenal as Lafayette. Um, uh, uh, Lafayette also plays, or I won't say Lafayette plays, but the character who plays Lafayette also ends up playing thomas jefferson in the second half of hamilton so worth it he was amazing and this name i do remember uh julie harriman was uh eliza schuler phenomenal voice like phenomenal voice like phenomenal voice like i mean like i was literally like my mouth was wide open at just the beauty of her instrument and like her tone and her phrasing like it was it was just all right Anyway, Hamilton was amazing. Also an update on voting. So one of my co-hosts reached out to me last week and told me about Ballot Ready. Um, And then there's also like this Ballotpedia, kind of like Wikipedia, but with Ballot in front of it, um, to kind of get you abreast of what's going on. I told you this is going to be a place of information. We're going to have fun, but I'm also going to try to provide information so people are not in the same predicaments that I was in. Because I told you last week when I looked at that ballot, there was one... A particular position which was a superior court judge position in Stone Mountain I don't even live in Stone Mountain um, that had over 
10 candidates and I didn't know. So I took a stab in the dark and I voted for Letitia Dear Jackson. Well, let me just tell you, um, she's going to be in the runoff in July. And I happen to believe that my vote was the one that pushed her over the top. So congratulations to her. <laughs> She'll be in the runoff in July for that Superior Court judge seat in, um, in Stone Mountain, again, where I do not live. Um, and she's also uh, the soror of a, of a really good friend of mine. So, you know, I feel like I won. I feel like I won. And I hope that she's great. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this week's episode. So, you know, every week there's this Literally, as soon as I finished podcasting, I started thinking about, okay, so what am I going to talk about next week? And throughout the course of the week, there are certain things that happen at work in, your, in my personal life that register with me. And I'm like, hey, this is probably something that I can talk about. This is something I can develop. And now I understand when I listen to other podcasters and they say, you know, this is, this is the podcast that I've been waiting to do. I get that now. Because you have this idea about what it is you want to podcast when you finally get an idea. Because some days you don't have any inspiration. You're like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? But you get this, you come to this place where you have an idea about what it is you want to talk about. And then something changes and you, and you feel you feel compelled to say, no, this is, this is actually what I need to be talking about today. Um, so scrolling through Instagram and I came across... Oh, I'm sorry. This is a good thing, though. It actually ties into what I wanted to talk about. Um, so I was scrolling through Instagram. That was another sidebar. I'm sorry. Like I said, scatterbrain. It's probably the rain. So let me just tell you, like, it's raining cats and dogs outside today. Not like that horrible, what I call white rain where you can't see, but it's constantly raining. Um, and I was really hoping for a smoother commute today because thank God the children are out of school. And so there's going to be 12 million less vehicles on the road because the kids are out of school there's no buses and I don't know I feel like like traffic evaporates um when there's no school which I'm grateful for um but the rain in Georgia is also like kryptonite so there's a possibility that somebody is going to drive 95 miles an hour um on a crowded freeway when they really should be driving about 45 55 because of the rain and the traffic um and spin out and cause uh, a massive car accident and trouble for everyone else um which goes back in line of people being forced to be on mass transit and the whole suspension thing I talked about last week. Yeah, I really think we should enforce that. I need to figure out who to, who to write. Maybe I'll write Letitia Dear Jackson. No, I'm joking. I don't think she could help me. She's going to be a judge. Anyway, um, so I was scrolling through Instagram and I came across Carmen Carrera. So Carmen Carrera was a past contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, but... Um, she is she is one of those contestants who at the time was I guess trying to figure out where she fit in in terms of her identity and she eventually went on to uh, go through the process of becoming fully transgender so she's a transgender woman she lives her life as a woman she's married um, she has stepchildren because her husband I guess was previously married um, and so, so she's living her life along, which is great. She looks wonderful. Um, and she's always been, from what I recall, um, a pretty cool person and definitely an advocate for the community. Like, that's very important to her. And apparently TMZ caught her when she got off a flight and they were telling her that Caitlyn Jenner's show, 
um, just Kate, what happened to Kate, look at Kate, whatever the fuck it's called, was probably going to be canceled. And Carmen was like, well, you know, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised it's going to be canceled because, well, she was like, I love Caitlyn. I think she's a, a cool person and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, in terms of our community, in terms of the transgender, tra- transgender, that is not what I meant, my bad, trans gendered community please don't censor me um in terms of the transgender community she's not really in tune and you know she really doesn't she really hasn't had to struggle like some of us had and 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 some of us still do such as myself um even though i you know i think she's a wonderful person she was basically saying like Instead of getting in the community and really trying to understand who we are and what we deal with and what we face, she hasn't. And I think if she did, she would have a different perspective in terms of how she how she moves about in the world. Um, I.e., if I'm not mistaken, I believe Caitlyn Jenner is a Donald Trump supporter, um, which is totally contradictory. Uh <laughs> And so, you know, different things like that, like her political party of choice, um, some of the comments that she's made, um, you know, she would just move about the cabin. I like that phrase, you know, like you're in the airplane, move about the cabin. She would move about the cabin a little differently if she spent more time in the community as opposed to being a public figure in the sense of a personality. Well, why does she say that? Caitlyn Jenner was, of course, um, distraught and disheartened at the fact that Carmen would say such hateful um, and and untrue things in the public eye, and she really wished that she would just kind of call and reach out to her. Um, Carmen then, this is a text message, I believe, that she received directly from Caitlyn, or possibly one of Caitlyn's handlers, um, publicist. So I don't know if it was directly from Caitlyn. It might have been from one of Caitlyn's people. Um, and then there was a, like an Instagram conversation that went back and forth. Now, thank you to Carmen Carrera because she posted all of this. We, we appreciate the insight because a lot of times conversations are going back and forth between other people. And, you know, one person can say this, another person can say something else. And it was pretty much a situation where whoever this handler was was just like, you know, Caitlin was really hurt. She doesn't believe it. And these things are not true. She's doing things in the community and you don't know. And you shouldn't talk about things that you don't know about. And Carmen is like, bitch, I'm at everything. Um, and I don't see Caitlyn. Like, she's not here. Like, is, is she wearing some type of invisibility cloak or what? Because she didn't say all these things. This is me adding. But she's like, um, that's not true. Like, I didn't say anything that wasn't true. Like, she ain't she ain't rocking with us like she say she rocking with us. Because if she was, she would do things differently. And so the woman was like, you know, she was like, but, you know, have her call me. I would be happy to explain everything that I said. Um, I have receipts, you know, I'm here and I'm willing. And the woman was like, pretty much like, no, that's fine. Don't expect a call. We won't be talking to you anymore. You know, kind of like lose our number. We're not, (laughs) we don't fuck with you. And you know, that's what it was. So that brought me to the topic, which I was already thinking about because I was going to talk about how to navigate life in corporate America as a person of color. Um, because there's some things that I had to learn very quickly and I was also in a space where I was disheartened because I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. I'm young. Because when I started Prime America, I was 23. So I was young. Was I even 23 yet? 23 or uh, 23 adjacent. Whatever. I, I was young. 
And it was my first real job, um, you know, where I wasn't responsible. You know, I was totally responsible for my actions. Like I had had summer internships before. And of course I was expected to act like an adult, but I was treated like a child. So this was a little different or so I thought because in corporate America, you're still treated like a child. Anyway, the topic of today's podcast is wolves in allies clothing. We need to be cautious because everybody who looks like us, everybody who appears to have or purports to have the same ideas, um, wants the same things out of life, are not necessarily true. They are not necessarily true to that. And I think that this is a, I think that Caitlyn Jenner provides a really good example of what people of color, people who are members of the LBGTQIA community have to deal with. And it's those individuals who, who position themselves as though they care about our plight. And, you know, they, they, they put themselves out there in the world as a face um, or they are selected as a face to the world and they are not. So let me explain how I feel about Caitlyn Jenner so everyone understands. Um, Caitlyn Jenner was, prior to becoming Caitlyn Jenner, was Bruce Jenner. And Bruce Jenner was a rich and famous white man. What more privilege could one need in this world than those three things? That combination is lethal. Um, and, and, And of the highest regard, he was an Olympian. So we regard Olympians in the United States of America. I think we regard Olympians across the country, across the board, across the world as like these super figures, you know, motherfuckers who's been on Wheaties boxes. You know what I'm saying? We don't, I don't even think they sell Wheaties anymore, but like he was on a Wheaties box. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, he's, he was a big deal, you know, um, he was married to Kris Jenner and the whole Kardashian, like, you know, we knew who he was and he made a decision which he felt compelled to do to go through the process of becoming transgender and, and transform into Caitlyn Jenner. And the world went up. You know, the world went up because he he is now she and she is brave and she is the symbol of this and the symbol of that. She's on the cover of Time magazine. She's the fucking woman of the year. Now, listen, I am not a woman. And I'm not transgender. Transgendered. Oh, I can't. Oh, transgendered. Oh, please forgive me. And I'm talking too fast. And so I was not necessarily offended by that because I do believe that there are transgendered women that have done the type of work that would substantiate and support the idea of them being woman of the year. But Caitlyn Jenner is not one of them. All that bitch did was decide to put on a dress and a wig and wear a coat of makeup. That's my impression of it. And I feel like she's been held out as this symbol of, 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 of the world changing. I said it then and I'll say it now. She doesn't know shit about being transgender. She has not had to endure any of the vitriol and the hate that that community has had to endure. She's not been hurt. She's not been threatened as far as I know. And maybe she has. But what I'm saying on a large scale, she doesn't walk 
through the world feeling like her life is in jeopardy because the world has placed her on this pedestal that she can't be touched and and so you know there are there are transgender women and even men that are being killed murdered in in the most heinous of ways and i've never heard caitlin jenner step from behind her ivory tower step out of her ivory tower to say this needs to stop these are the things that we need to do i need to set this program in in motion and please co-host if you listen and you happen to be a fan of caitlin jenner please let me know please correct me but as far as i know i think this is something that would kind of be on my radar i don't know this to be true and so i don't think carmen was um was rude in any way by just speaking the truth it might be hurtful and sometimes you're convicted when somebody calls you out on shit that you're not really doing that you say that you're doing but carmen would know and so she's not in the trenches and and she doesn't understand what it's like you know she didn't grow up in this space as far as i know not the way that she lived her life with this this level of confusion and not really understanding what was going on and hating herself he Bruce Jenner lived a full ass life as Bruce Jenner and now he's getting the opportunity to, to live a full ass life as Caitlyn Jenner a white woman so from privilege to privilege and then on top of that he gets to put on this lovely cloak of infallibility because we regard white women as infallible they don't make any mistakes and what they do in situations where they feel attacked or threatened where they feel attacked or threatened doesn't necessarily mean that there's a real attack or a real threat they begin to cry and that's what the fuck she did. She started crying. I just can't believe, I am so disheartened. Bitch, police. If you don't do the work, you don't do the work. And you don't do the work. You not for the people. You may purport that you are, but you ain't. And we see you. And so I have an issue with that. <laughs> uh, I have a real big issue with that because I feel like all she has done is exploited that community and not offered any benefits. How the fuck could you support Donald Trump and still and still walk through this world as a transgender woman like I don't fucking get I don't understand it I don't I don't get it and so it bothers me and I think that we need to be wiser about those individuals who say they're for us now Beverly Tatum who is the former president of Spelman College wrote a book and I don't I, I didn't read the book let me just say that but I believe that there's something she talks about it and she talks about this in the book about privilege and you know how a person has to actively deny privilege in order to be quantified as an ally and I think that I I don't necessarily require somebody to to throw their whole life away just to just to say that they're an ally I don't some people do but there are certain things that you just have to let go and one of those things is supporting our our current uh commander-in-chief like i don't know how you could ever say that you care anything about me as a person and 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 still support anything that that man has to say and this is even if you are a republican because you can be a republican and not support the 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 the, the party's choice <laughs> And so I, I think that it doesn't just happen here because there are people of color, people who look just like me. There are people who are part of the LBG, LBGTQIA community. Um, 
that purport to be allies and they aren't. It's people who use that position, that group. They, they benefit from that group. They exploit that group for their own personal gain. Um, while, you know, having a little undergirth of, oh, I care about what matters to you. Bullshit. And, and so this really goes hand in hand and something that I had to learn at work very young about being forthcoming about your plans, about what it is you want to do. Because when I started working for my company, my plan wasn't to be there long. I needed a job. I had graduated from college. I had bills to pay. I was off the family payroll. I didn't feel comfortable calling and asking my parents for money because I didn't feel like they had any additional money to send me since they had just put me through a four-year private institution. Um, And so I felt like, and I had younger brothers. So I literally felt like I was I needed to figure this out on my own. And so I struggled and I got a job and that job was literally a means to an end. I needed the money to pay the bills. I needed the money to catch up. And the benefit is once I got myself in a better position, I was able to do things. I was able to buy Christmas gifts. I was able to buy birthday gifts. I was able to take a couple of trips. Um, speaking of driving, that's not me blowing at someone in front of me, but the fuckery on the road has already started because this woman keeps bobbing, waving, bobbing and weaving inside of traffic and, um, it's wet and it's slippery and she's probably going to cause an accident and I'm going to be upset if I'm behind her because she's going to delay my, (laughs) my commute to work. Anyway, um, I had to learn very early on that you can't just throw yourself out there because there are people who claim to be on your team, on your side, support your dream and your vision, and they don't. Um, we have friends and family who are the same way. And so we need to, you know, pray to who, whomever you pray to and ask for this little thing I call discernment, or not this little thing I call discernment, but we all know what discernment is, to kind of figure out how to move about this world and, and, and what to divulge to people. Because there are people who are seemingly on our side that are not. And, and Caitlyn Jenner is one of those people, um, from privilege to privilege and not using her privilege to help any fucking body, but herself because she has a television show. And I don't know what the fuck they talk about, but I've seen glimpses of it and it looks like they're picking nail color and that's not helping anybody's fucking community. Um, especially not communities, communities that she's a part of that she is in a perfect position to help. If you've been on the, on the cover of Time Magazine as woman of fucking year, which to me is still laughable, um, then you have a voice and you have a responsibility to say, there are some things going on that need to stop. There are some things that need to come to an end. And, and I'm in a position to do it with all of my millions of dollars because I'm sure they're paying that bitch a guap to be on television every week in some lace frock. Um, and, and it's, and it's frustrating. It's even more frustrating when somebody tries to pull that injured, maimed, uh, hurt card, that, that victim card, because she acted as if she was victimized. So that means she's already slid right into the privilege of being a white woman, (laughs) which it just is what it is of of playing victim when somebody just calls you out on your bullshit you know it's just like barbecue becky barbecue becky has become a meme because she's an idiot she's an idiot because she was meddling in stuff that wasn't her business 
And when somebody pulled her car and said, this is none of your business, back up off me, I'm not doing anything wrong, then she wants to cry and say, well, I'm just trying to do this or I'm just trying to do this in the way that I was treated. No, bitch, you rolled up on me, big and bold and bad, because you had something to say. And when I didn't respond to you in the way you thought I should, because there's this inherent respect that I'm supposed to give you just because you, because of who you are or who you think you are, then you crying these these big crocodile tears because no one's listening to you. That's bullshit. And 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 and, and I'm gonna call it every time I see it. I'm going to call it. I there's lots of people I don't fuck with for that reason, um, in the celebrity world and in my everyday world because it's whack. If you are going to be big and bold and, and step out and step up into my face and say something to me about something you don't like or you dislike, be rats because I'm coming for you. I just want you to know. So, wolves in allies' clothing, they're out there, people. Watch them. Watch your back. Um, don't, 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 don't get caught off guard. And don't be surprised, you know? Literally, just take it as a lesson it, when it happens because I'm sure that it's a possibility that it could happen to you. Just just be wise. Be watchful. Um, and, and to be quite honest, I think it's important that we take people to task. When a person says that they are an ally, when they support. It's not, it's not enough for you to just put on a, a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. It's not enough for you to say, I got a black friend. It's not enough for you to have an equality sticker on your car. It's not enough to wear a t-shirt that, you know, that says love is love. Um, what are you doing? And, and, and I'm not saying that everybody is required in terms of being an ally to wave a flag, go to a parade, um, and, 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 and lead a conference. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that there are certain people who, who have been given certain platforms to to make monumental change while there are other people who don't have and platform to stand on that are beating the pavement every day because they feel like it's necessary and they're not crying victim when somebody calls them out on their bullshit so this was a lot today i'm still in traffic it's still raining i'm not listening to anything um because people said they wanted to know what I was listening to. I'm not listening to anything. I will say that up until the point I got to Hamilton, I was kind of, you know, trying to refresh myself of, like, the story. Because um, I had never seen it before. But I definitely had listened to the soundtrack. Someone had gifted it to me. Um, so I'm not really listening to anything right now. Um, oh, I went to the Kendrick Lamar concert this weekend. I meant to throw that in there. That was awesome. Pulitzer Kenny is what he put on the back screen, which was great. Um... But I really didn't listen to his music before I went to the concert either. No, n- meaning I didn't listen to his music to get myself prepared for the concert. I do listen to Kendrick Lamar. There we go. Um, but nonetheless, uh, this is what I want to talk about. I hope it wasn't as disjointed as it seems <laughs> in my head. Um, I just had a lot that I wanted to get out. And I didn't want to keep you on too long because I'm still trying to be cognizant of this idea of micro content. So we're at just shy of 28 minutes so that's not bad i have a longer commute so i feel like it it emboldens me to talk longer but beware of wolves and allies clothing and don't be afraid to take those people to task especially if they're people in your life people who are your friends people who are your family who say this and say that 
it's okay to challenge them and say, hey, well, I know that you say that you are in support of this. I know that you say that you believe this, but what are you doing even in small part to substantiate that support? It's not just words, but it's deeds, it's actions. They speak volumes. They speak volumes. When people are willing to do just a little something, it means the world to someone, you know? Um, And I think it really just goes back into this world of being empathetic. I think that empathy should be the guiding light in the world. And when you lead with empathy, it allows you to recognize that there is privilege that exists. And you don't, I'm not like, again, I'm not asking you to deny your privilege, but use your privilege to help somebody who may not have privilege or may not have as much privilege as you do to make a change, to make a difference. So I'll leave you with that. Empathy. Lead your life with empathy. And we would make this world a better place. All right. It's Tuesday. I know you guys don't want to be at work for those of you who have to make it, but I hope that this helps. Um give you a little something because you're if you're in Atlanta you're definitely going to be in traffic a little bit longer than you normally are even though school's closed um so I hope that this helps move out the ride a little bit please 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 reach out to me um Facebook uh IG if you have my number text me um if you feel like I've said something that you don't agree with or maybe there's some misinformation let me know because I definitely want to be factual um but let, let's have a conversation. Let's have a dialogue. We really, we're really trying to make the world a better place. <laughs> um, and the only way we can do that is if we actively work together in order to do that. People with privilege, people without privilege, we all got to come together and, and use what we got to get what we want. So have a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. Um, and tune in next week for another episode of Popping Off With Feel, the podcast. Peace.